Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seed's website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. I'm having some fun talking to Jeannie Chilson from Chilson Motors. And we're talking Ram trucks. And there's an awful lot of pride that goes with the Ram truck owners and the technology and the creators of those Ram trucks. And they have a lot to offer. Absolutely. Ram offers anywhere from a 1500 series all the way up to a 5500 series. So whether you're just towing something around town or you need us to customize it for your business or for your work, we have the Ram experts to do so. Ram trucks are so versatile. You can find them working hard to a night out on the town and they fit right in where wherever they go. Absolutely. Ram has worked very hard to create an interior on their trucks that is really a luxury vehicle in a truck. Excellent layout of seating, appointments, and they have really worked hard on the detail of their trucks to give owners a really comfortable, well-appointed driving experience. Ram really looks out for their customers by creating great value in their truck. Absolutely. Ram offers so many different engine options as well, too, from the diesel to the classic V8 Hemi to the new TRX, which has a lot of horsepower. How can we find out more about Ram trucks? You can visit either of our two showrooms, Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Highway 53 in Chippewa Falls or Chilson's Corner Motors in Cadott at the corner of Highway X and Highway 27. Or you can visit us on the web at chilson.com. Remember, let our family take care of your family. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. And a lot of lights flashing at me this morning, but we'll see what we can do about staying on the air. This is Joe Welke here with you doing the farm chores this morning, getting everything done. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about today. We're going to be talking about the crop progress report. Uh, nationwide and here in Wisconsin. And the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board is going to be going on a marketing trip to Canada to check things out. And today I'm heading down to La Crosse to catch up with, um, I'm going to go to a listening session for the Farm Bill. And it's being hosted by House Agriculture Committee Chairman Glenn Thompson. And uh, Derek Van Orden is supposed to be there. And Ron Johnson also. So that'll be interesting to catch up with them. And I hope to find out what they're hearing from other parts of the nation on what uh, farmers think need to go into that farm bill. Uh, We'll also be hearing from Stephanie and a story about bringing livestock back into the cropping systems. And it's called Match Made in Heaven. That'll be interesting. And I have lots of livestock so it's kind of interesting to find out more about the process of getting them back into the uh, using them as a pasture and getting them you know they can fertilize those fields themselves so but um, the run up this morning was kind of nice it wasn't foggy and I didn't see any raccoons and no deer so it was kind of it was refreshing to come up this morning 
And let's take a first look at our wax weather. Today, we're going to get up to 87 with partial sun and windy and rain likely late. Tonight, only down to 61. Tomorrow, 76 and breezy. Tomorrow night, 50. Friday, 83 with mostly sunny. Saturday, we're going to have to uh, do some... Elimination on some of the long sleeves that we wore on Monday. 92 and hot. Sunday, 91 hot and humid with full sun. 90 on Monday and Tuesday and hot and humid. Kind of makes you wonder if we're going to stir up some storms. We do still have some fairs around the area. So I kind of attribute that to some of our heat that's going to be happening. And your Skyward 13 weather is brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. Check out the great selection of new Rams at ChilsonMotors.com. And that's our weather on Wax 104.5. Well, we better get through some chores and get uh, get her going for the Wax Farm Show this morning. Here we are a minute after 5 o'clock, and it's time to hear our national news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Hawaii Governor Josh Green says the death toll from wildfires in his state has hit triple digits. I spoke with the president this morning. We speak often. He and Joe Biden extend their absolute love and heartfelt regrets about the tragedy that's occurred. They're heartsick that we've lost these 101 souls. Only a handful of those known dead have been identified, with investigators gathering DNA profiles of more than a dozen people. Green added that he will work out a time for President Biden to come survey the damage when the tough work is done, and that over a 1,000 first responders from around the world are helping out. Estimates show the economic cost of Maui from the wildfires could approach $7 billion. Former President Trump and 18 other defendants indicted Monday by a Georgia grand jury in alleged attempts to overturn the 2020 election will reportedly be booked at the Fulton County Jail. Fulton County Sheriff's Office spokeswoman Natalie Ammons said on Tuesday that based on guidance from the DA's office, it is expected all 19 will be booked and that defendants can turn themselves in at any time. Ammons also went on to say that the booking process and arraignment are separate, with some arraignments possibly done virtually. North Korea is confirming publicly for the first time that American soldier Travis King crossed into the country. Chris Caraggio reports. State-run media claimed that King admitted to entering illegally and expressed a willingness to seek refuge in North Korea or a third country. The report also said King confessed to harboring ill feeling against inhumane maltreatment and racial discrimination within the U.S. Army. U.S. officials say the alleged comments couldn't be verified. I'm Chris Caraggio. And the Pacific Northwest is in for potentially record-breaking temperatures this week as a dangerous heat wave blankets the region. Heat-related warnings and advisories have been issued in parts of Washington, Idaho, Oregon, Montana, and California. Forecasters urge people in those states to prepare for triple-digit temperatures until Thursday. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's temperature time for temperatures around the area. Here in Eau Claire, we're at 62. Medford, 59. Rice Lake, 58. Wausau, 62. Green Bay, 63 and clear. Marshfield, 59. La Crosse, 63. Madison, 60 and clear. And Milwaukee, 62 and clear. And our weather for today, a high of 87. And the wind is supposed to be picking up with rain likely late tonight, low of 61, or temperature 61. And tomorrow, 76 and breezy. Tomorrow night, 50. And then this weekend, we are going to be getting hot.
So the heat and humidity is going to be turning up the switch. And that's a look at our temperatures around the area here on Wax. And we've got to get to our markets. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's market time of the morning. Brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Let's start out with our cash livestock. Choice fed beef steers are 177 to 190 with mixed at 140 to 175. Choice fed beef heifers are 177 to 189 with mixed at 117 to 175. Choice fed Holstein steers are 155 to 166 with select and silage fed steers 92 to 154. Cows are 80 to 109 with a top of 122. Bulls are 113 to 127. Butcher hogs are 58 to 80 with sows at 54 to 62. Boars are 21 to 28. New crop market lambs are 155 to 195. And feeder lambs are 105 to 210. And it's time to take a look at our futures markets for our cattle for August. They're 179.10, down 65. October, 179.97, down 70 cents. And December, 184.17, down 80 cents. And February, 188.05, down 65 cents. And those markets are trending downward. And our feeder cattle futures for August. 245.87 down 35 cents. September 249.77 down 35 cents. October 251.55 down 30 cents. November 252.10 down 20 cents. And that market is trending downward. And our lean hog carcasses for October 78.20 up down 95 cents. December 71.25 down $1.40. February seventy five eighty seven down a dollar twelve, and April eighty ninety five down ninety two cents. And as you can tell, those markets are trending downward. Let's move on over to our Chicago Board of Trade numbers. Corn for December four seventy nine up three and a half. Oats for December four forty seven up one and a half. Soybeans for November thirteen fourteen up nine. Soybean meal for December. $383 a ton, up $2.50. And wheat for December, $6.31, up 7.5 cents. And our dairy markets for barrels, $185, up 2.5 cents. Our 40 pound blocks, $201.5, up 2.5 cents. Our grade AA butter, $269 and a quarter, up a quarter. And our class 3 milk futures for August, $17.33, up 6 cents. September 1804 up 21 cents, October 1811 up 5 cents, November 1817 holding steady, December 1814 up 2 cents, and that market is up for through the end of the year and then it's heading downward again as the new year begins. And that's our first look at our markets brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. And I talked to Pete Crollo as part of ProVision Partners, and we talked corn silage and cutting that corn silage a little bit diff- higher, and you'll hear from him next. On this Wednesday morning, it's time for our ProVision Partners program. I've got Pete Crollo. He's a certified animal scientist for ProVision Partners, and we're getting close to corn silage season. Today, we're going to talk about higher harvest cut heights for brown midrib corn silage that increased nutrient concentration 
for dairy producers. The dairy industry is always striving to improve animal feed in order to maximize nutrition, animal health, and milk production. High-quality forage is the basis of any healthy cow's diet, and whole plant corn silage is the most common version eaten by our dairy cattle. A recent study published in the Applied Animal Science evaluated the effects of cut height on brown midrib whole plant corn silage quality. The study conducted by a team of researchers at the University of Illinois found that increasing the cut height at harvest can improve silage nutritional value, potentially reducing the amount of ground corn needed for rations and saving on feed costs. Lead investigator Dr. Cardoso of the Animal Sciences at the University of Illinois Urbana explained that milk production systems present several challenges for dairy farmers and the nutritionists. So they're working to study and get tools that can lighten the load by improving animal feed and milk production. Their work focused on brown midrib corn, which has long been documented for having superior feed value and especially for improving the fiber digestibility for cows, making it best for high producing dairy animals. The research team evaluated the effects of cut height on corn silage. The study used two cut heights, a low cut height of 12 inches and a high cut height of 22 inches. Samples were harvested and stored in mini silos, which are opened at five fermentation time points, zero days, two days, five days, 30 days, and 90 days. The results of the study show that although the height cut produced a lower overall harvest amount, it did increase the nutritional value through higher concentration of dry matter, crude protein, and starch, while boosting fiber digestibility and predicted milk output. The findings suggest that producers should consider the trade-off between yield and quality when deciding on the cut height of their corn silage. The higher nutritional value of high cut corn silage could potentially allow for an increased quantity of forage in dairy cows total mixed rations and decrease the amount of ground corn needed providing an important cost savings to the dairy producer. However, the fermentative profile of a high-cut corn silage was reduced compared to a low-cut height. Overall, the study provided valuable insights into the effects of cut height of corn silage quality, which can help dairy producers, their nutritionists, and veterinarians make more informed decisions about their animals' feed. Dr. David Beatty, Editor-in-Chief at Applied Animal Science emphasized the importance of these findings. Providing sufficient dietary energy and nutrients for high-producing dairy cows is a challenge. This investigation examined optimal harvest cut height on whole plant brown midrib corn for silage. Results suggest that optimizing and managing harvest hut height cut heights can affect nutrient composition and forage quality. And if you would like more insight on harvesting quality forages for your livestock to decrease your feed costs, just please call a member of the ProVision Partners Cooperative. So far we've talked about making quality corn silage, but there is a benefit to leaving more of the corn stalk out in the field and leaving those microtoxins out there. The second major one that we talk with a lot is mycotoxins. We know that mycotoxins 
are in the first 18 inches. Majority of the mycotoxins are in the first 18 inches of the corn stalk as it's coming through the soil. Uh, so if we cut at a higher cut height of 22 inches, we're leaving majority of those mycotoxins out in the soil and not in our bag, silo, or feed piles where we would feed the cows. That's a little information about cutting your corn stalks a little bit higher for some quality corn silage and leaving microtoxins out in the field. And that's our ProVision Partners program for this Wednesday morning with Pete Crollo, Certified Animal Scientist. And I'm Jill Welke from Wax 104.5. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, that's always interesting to me to find out some more things about um, harvesting corn silage because we always used to cut it really close to the ground. But if there is a benefit for leaving some of that corn stalk out there. And we did talk a little bit more about uh, the benefits of the leaving that stalk out there for uh, matter that covers the ground, too. So I just I always find things interesting. Every interview I do, I try to learn something new. And we'll take a little quick look at our weather. Today we're supposed to get up to 87, and it's supposed to be getting getting windy and rain likely late. And tomorrow is supposed to be breezy. But we need to get through some more of our chores, and then we'll be doing some um, farm news. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time to take a quick look at our farm news, brought to you by Chili Implement. Beneficial growing weather helped boost the crop ratings last week across the nation. USDA's weekly crop progress report listed the nation's corn crop as 59% good to excellent. That's up 2% from last week. 96 of that corn crop was silking, 3% ahead of last year, but equal to the five-year average. 65% of the corn crop was in dough stage, 5% of had 5% ahead of last year, with 18% dented. Soybeans were rated 59% good to excellent, up 5% from last week, and slightly above the five-year five-year average. 94% of the soybeans are blooming, 2% higher than last week, and 78% of those soybeans have set pods. That's 6% ahead of last year. Here in Wisconsin, the timely rain helped to improve the corn crop rating to 55% good to excellent, up 2% from last week. And as of Sunday, 91% of the corn is 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 through the silking phase four days ahead of last year, and 39% of the crop is in the dough stage or beyond. Soybean rating remained the same as last week at 52% good to excellent. 90% of the crop has bloomed. Two, two days behind last year, and 63% of the crop has set pods. Oat condition was rated 53% good to excellent, with 56% of the crop harvested. 88% of Wisconsin's winter wheat has been harvested, three days ahead of last year. 11% of the potato crop is out of the field, and third crop alfalfa is 76% harvested, and the fourth cutting of alfalfa is 9% complete. Topsoil moisture is rated 11%, very short, 33% short, 55% adequate, and only 1% surplus. So we're still in need of some rain out there, but it has improved with our latest rains. 
We need to get through a few more chores, and then we'll be hearing from Stephanie talking to Laura Payne about Match Made in Heaven and bringing livestock back into the cropping systems. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. A project is underway in Wisconsin and across the Midwest that's trying to make farming more profitable by bringing livestock back into cropping systems. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. This three-year project is called Match Made in Heaven, Livestock and Crops. Their goal is to boost soil health and the farm's bottom line. Match Made in Heaven is in its second phase, which is about surveying farmers about what works and what doesn't when it comes to bringing livestock back onto the farm. Co-director Laura Payne tells us how you can get involved, but first we go back to the beginning and why this project got started. It's a SARES Sustainable Agriculture Research and Education grant that we received to do a regional project looking at integration of livestock back into cropping systems across the upper Midwest. It's a three-year project, and it has a, several buckets of work, um, the first one of which was the infographic kind of helping helping people understand how integration can work and that it's a continuum across a bunch of different systems and figuring out the best way to make it work for your own farming system. So now we're working on a couple of other pieces of the project, one of which is uh, a big survey that we're hoping that farmers will take some time and fill out for us in the six states of the project. Before we dive into that survey, remind us, what are the benefits of integrating livestock into a cropping operation? Why is that something that folks should consider? Well, there's a number of reasons why it's valuable. Um, I think probably the the reason that most people can connect to, most farmers can connect to, is soil health. And um, we've seen the importance of soil health and interest in soil health. Um, expand over the last several years. There are five soil health principles, four of which you can do without livestock in the system, but the fifth one is integrating livestock because of the soil health benefits it can provide through the recycling of nutrients through livestock manure, through having um, options for perennial cover on the land, through pasture and forage crops and through diversifying cropping systems with those forage crops. So the benefit of the project we're hoping will be to help farmers across the region, especially in states that don't have as strong a livestock production system as we do here in Wisconsin, to consider ways of integrating livestock and forages back into their systems. There's also an economic side to this story. Can you tell me some of the benefits to a farm's bottom line in integrating livestock into their into their crops? So that's one of the pieces that we're we're starting to work on as well. We've got a we're working on developing some case studies of individual farmers and specifically hoping to look at the economics of these systems cuz these farmers think and we we feel also that there are some synergies between systems most obvious, the reduction of fertilizer costs through the use of manure as a fertilizer source, diversifying your income streams so that you have multiple sources of income. So when one one commodity goes down, another one might go up. 
and just being able to make more efficient use of crop failures or cover crops or whatever it is that you have in your system. Um, they are more complex systems, and there are a lot of reasons why farmers have moved towards specialization. So we totally understand that these are individual choices and they need to make them based on on their goals and, and what their system they have now is. But we're encouraging people to look relook at integrated systems and think about ways that they might be able to bring those livestock back onto the landscape. As you talk to farms and as you look at farms for your case studies, is there diversity there and what type of livestock can be part of the cropping system? This could work with any any class of livestock. Um, obviously, beef is likely to have the biggest impact um, just because of the acres required um, and the ability to move beef cattle around. But one uh, one of our case studies is a dairy heifer uh, raiser. He's a custom a dairy heifer raiser, so he doesn't own the cattle. He doesn't milk cows, but he brings dairy heifers onto his land to import the manure and build uh, the forage chain on his farm. And we're hoping to have some diversity across the six states, but right now the first few have been beef or dairy heifers. Laura, remind us which states are involved in this three-year project. So the states that are uh, working on it are Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, and Missouri. And I will say that also that the project is sponsored by a group called Greenlands Blue Waters, which is based in Minnesota, and we're a partner of that here in Wisconsin. And right now you are in the survey stage of this project. What are you asking farmers who should be getting involved in this survey, and how can they? Yeah, so the survey is available on the Match Made in Heaven website that you can uh, Google and find. Um, the Our goal is to um, survey farmers across the spectrum. So we want farmers who don't currently have livestock to hear from them, farmers who do have livestock, um, farmers who have only livestock. So just um, understanding what their goals and interests are in this area of soil health and integration, and also what the barriers are to moving forward in this area. Um, so we're really looking at kind of crowdsourcing the innovative ideas that people have used out there to bring livestock onto their farms or manure or cover crops and just learning what, what people are doing. Farmers are usually a few steps ahead of researchers, so we want to get some good ideas and, and be able to share them across the region. I think that's always beneficial to find out what the farmers are doing already, and maybe they can work their way into, you know, a different avenue of those cattle and spreading their own manure. I know I'm always a good uh, proponent of that, and that was our Stephanie from Madison talking to Laura Payne about Match Made in Heaven, getting those livestock stock back on the farm. Well, we've got some more chores to do, and then we'll be hearing from Rocky and Premier Livestock. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And just as promised, I've got Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock on the line. And 
So it's pretty clear over in Lublin, I'm betting. It was looking pretty clear in the weather that I looked up. Okay. Sounds good. Hard to tell out there. It's pretty dark. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. You mean you're not, so. a, you're not a star grazer? No, I have not got out and looked at the stars yet this morning. So. Well, that's okay. That's just fine. I try to look at the stars as I drive, but, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Sounds dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> well, what did our markets look like for yesterday? Thank you, uh, Jill, and good morning, everyone. Uh, this is our yesterday's special feeder cattle auction shaped up here at Premier Livestock. We had 430 head of feeder cattle. Market was extremely strong. Uh, most of the beef feeders sold from 175 to 275. Uh, fancy lightweight calves from 275 all the way up to 340 per pound. Most uh, Holstein steers 145 to 180 with the fancy lightweight Holsteins from 185 all the way up to 220. Bred beef cows and a light test uh, yesterday, but mostly 1250 to 1850. Uh, we split some pairs of some nice size calves, bred back cows, and they went they get, went up to 2550 for those pairs. Next special feeder cattle auction, bred beef cow auction, will be September 5th. Uh, next week, uh, Tuesday, is going to be a special dairy heifer auction. We're also going to sell regular run of feeder cattle. Uh, today, Wednesday, 930, we got our hay auction, and then 11 o'clock a.m. dairy cattle auction. Several top loads of fresh parlor freestall cows. we got one load that's all registered. Uh, got a couple uh, tie stall consignments that are also registered. Uh, here's 25 extreme fancy Jersey Cross fresh two-year-olds. Guys, if you're looking for some of the best fresh Jersey Cross two-year-olds that walk, uh, you make sure you want to take a look at the ones coming in for today's sale. They're coming from Kemper Jerseys. Got videos of those on our website. We also have a nice, a really nice selection of spring and heifers today, uh, plus some nice Holstein breeding bulls, including a registered red and white bull. All the details with pictures on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, calls anytime, 715-229-2500. Don't forget, we got online bidding for the cattle sales through Cattle USA. You do need to register uh, a few days to a week ahead of time to get approved for that sale. Uh, next week, Friday, now that's going to be our large farm equipment auction. Next Friday, we're done taking consignments. Uh, bidding is now open for online bidding, and you can start putting your pre-bids in and bidding on equipment now on equipmentfacts.com. There's a link to that on our website. That's going to be a three-ring auction, guys, all day. Uh, it'll be three rings starting at 9 o'clock in the morning, so make sure you come early for next Friday. Questions, like I said, give us a call, 715-229-2500, and Jill, that's how it shaped up. Man, you guys are busy over there. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff happening, but that's the way we like it. So, and uh, you said your mar- your lot filled up pretty quick over the weekend, it, didn't it? It did, yeah. It was probably the biggest flush we had Friday, Saturday. You know, we're getting a lot of people like, "Boy, can we get something in yet?" And we really can't. Nope. Well, so uh, that's uh, like I said, we had all kinds of room about a week ago, and that's how it goes. And they'll have to wait till next time. That's right. That's uh, right. So. All right. Well, thank you so much for the update. All right. Have a great day. And that was Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock. And we'll slide on over. And Mike is, I don't see him on the other screen, so I'm sure he's going to be ready to tell us about some hot weather coming in. You know, that's the nice thing about the theater of the mind. You know, you don't have the actual screen to see me, so i got to paint the picture for you, just like you know as a radio professional. Right, Jill? <laughs> Absolutely. There we go. So I'll paint the picture of a very hot day in store today, but that's mostly because we'll have these winds out of the southwest. Now, 
That comes out ahead of a cold front that'll be heading our way later this evening. That said, winds could be anywhere from 15 to 25 miles per hour, again, out of the southwest, and our high temperatures reaching the upper 80s. But that cold front will move through later on tonight, and that'll bring chances for some showers and storms that could be on the stronger side with the threat of damaging winds. Our low temperatures tonight dipping to around that 60-degree mark. Just make sure to stay weather aware going into tonight. Looking ahead to tomorrow, though, staying a lot cooler with breezy winds out of the northwest, but we'll have some haze making a return as that wildfire smoke again makes its return to the area. Tomorrow night, still sticking around with some haze, low 50s for our lows. Friday, more sunshine, low to mid-80s, and then this weekend, boy, is it going to feel like summer. We'll have more of that humidity working in. We'll have quite a bit of heat, mostly sunny. Take us into about the start of next week with low 90s. And that takes us into Tuesday as well, mostly sunny and low 90s. Pretty much repeat offenders of one another from about Saturday to Tuesday. Right now, though, we have a mostly clear sky and a temperature of 61 degrees in Eau Claire. Yeah, I did notice this morning it was uh, not so brisk as yesterday morning. Yeah, you know, yesterday we had that fog. It was nice and cool. It kind of felt like a nice fall morning, and that, that gave me the taste of fall that I wanted. But now summer is uh, moving its way back in. I'm okay with some more summer. Yeah, I know that a lot of people probably are. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and the kiddos are going to be heading back to school, so we'll give them one last hurrah before they have to uh, stay inside. Yeah, some are not loosening its grip just yet. I'm good with that. All right, Jill, you have a good one. You as well. And that was Mike Dandrea from TV13. Weather, and we need to get some more chores done. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And Morgan is in the house with our local news brought to you by Christensen Sales Company. And Morgan, good morning. Good morning. Well, here's what we're learning today. We start with an Eau Claire man being held on $2 million bond after police say he admitted to beating his wife to death. Prosecutors yesterday filed charges against 81-year-old John Berthold as police say he told them that he killed his wife for being a narcissist. Family members say they were getting divorced. Investigators say Berthold tried to kill himself after killing his wife, but the son found him before he could. Prosecutors saying Berthold told detectives he takes full responsibility for killing his wife. It was wheels down for Air Force One in Wisconsin yesterday. President Joe Biden talking about his economic accomplishments. This was during a stop at a clean energy plant in Milwaukee Tuesday. According to Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs, my plan is leading to a boom. They call a boom in manufacturing and manufacturing investment, as you're seeing right here in this factory. Showing you different sides so you can decide not everybody agrees. The chair of the state Republican Party cited high gas prices and saying Biden has failed Wisconsin families. If you look at the political calendar, the president's trip came a little more than a week before Republican presidential candidates take the stage to debate in Milwaukee. Going to Madison at our own state capitol and looking behind those doors, lawmakers today at work on some plans that would shrink how much land the state can hold for roads, sewers, or ditches. State Rep Dave Murphy behind this plan that would shrink Wisconsin's current 100-foot setback to just 50 feet. WISDOT says landowners must have 100 feet of open land next to highways. Murphy says that takes away usable land and value. He says the governor can give people back their land simply by signing his new plan. There's a warning about fake $100 bills in the Dells. If you're headed that way for a little family trip here, police just want you to know that there's uh, counterfeit money circulating in the area. They were warning shops and restaurants to be on the lookout for bills that say motion picture or replica. And one more thing, counterfeit bills don't have a watermark, especially in the water capital of the world, 
Right. And let's take a trip down the Midway. Wisconsin State Fair saw more than a million visitors this year. Looking at the numbers, fair managers say that they had a pretty good head count. This year's jumped by about 40,000 people, a 4% increase over last year's number. And, and there was a puff to the bottom line as well. 300,000 cream puffs left the pavilion. And as far as that giant slide, 100,000 wheeze on the way down. And with that, we better take that slide ride back to the barn. Jill Welke has your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And as I mentioned earlier today, I'm going to be heading to La Crosse for a farm bill listen session and that's hosted by Glenn Thompson. Uh, he's the House Agriculture Committee Chairman. And the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board is going to be in Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada today through Friday for a See for Yourself mission. The program is organized by the Specialty SCOVA and Grain Alliance and will include a tour of the Port of Halifax and its related facilities. Halifax is an important part of the transportation chain as a key point of transfer for shipments from the northern plains to European markets. The port is competitive across the Midwest, is competitive, <laughs> has competitive access to the Midwest by train and features quick unloading trucks and containers that are shipped out efficiently. The Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board is exploring new marketing channels for the state's soybean farmers. And a few things across the area. This weekend, we will have, for our FFA on the air, will be Stanley Boyd. And that uh, job, uh, Bob recorded that this last weekend. But Stanley Boyd FFA will be our FFA on the air for this weekend. And among the fairs that are happening, there's also uh, Horse Pull. The Wisconsin Midwest Farmers Horse Pulling Association is having a horse pull on Saturday, the 19th at noon at the 36th annual El Paso Days in El Paso, Wisconsin. And on Friday, the Wisconsin Horse Pullers are having a horse pull in Athens on Friday, August 18th at 6 o'clock. It's sponsored by the Athens Fair. There's a lot of other activities happening at the Athens Fair. ProVision Partners are having their on-farm beef meeting August 24th. It's at the Tamavale Farm in Portage, and that's an evening meeting from 5.30 to 7.30. But you need to register by August 18th, so register by Friday. Go to the ProVision Partners website. I actually was on there, and it's very easy to find. You just do a few clicks and tell them you're coming. And also this weekend, there's the 39th annual Moon Lake Threshermen's Association Old Time Farm Fest. That's Saturday and Sunday. Gates open from 8 at 8 o'clock and go till 5. And that's at the George Solomon Farm, 5 miles south of Turtle Lake on Highway K. And there is also the Badger Steam and Gas Engine Club 60th annual show in Baraboo. That's on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday this week. And the mission is just $10. And the gates must open. Oh, I'm. It's at uh, on Sand Road, just off of Highway 33 between Baraboo and the Dells. And there, um, it's where Farm Technology Days was this year. So that's the Badger Steam and Gas Engine Show. 
And that's a few of the things happening around the area. We need to get started with our markets, and we're going to head, and it's almost quarter to six, and 62 degrees out there, and we're going to head to Equity Altoona and hear from Jim Lindsay. Choice beef steers and heifers dollar fifty to dollar eighty one. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers dollar fifty to dollar eighty. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers dollar sixty to dollar sixty eight, which top up dollar seventy one. Choice Holstein steers dollar forty five to dollar fifty nine. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers dollar forty four and down. Top twenty percent of the cull cows sold from a dollar three to a dollar nineteen, we had top of a dollar twenty. Sixty percent of the cows sold from seventy one to a dollar two. The bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from seventy and down. Organic market on Tuesday, eighty percent of the organic cows sold from a dollar ten to a dollar forty. The bottom 20% organic cows sold from $1.09 and down. Cow bulls sold from $1 to $1.25. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound up Holstein bull calves sold from $220 to $330 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $220 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $300 to $645 per head. Here are prices for fancy vaccinated feeder cattle from our last sale, which was held on August 11th. 3 to 600-pound beef steers, $1.60 to $295. 6 to 900-pound beef steers, Dollar fifty to two thirty four. Three to six hundred pound beef heifers a dollar fifty to two forty two. Six to nine hundred pound beef heifers a dollar forty to two seventeen. Three to six hundred pound Holstein steers a dollar fifty to two twenty three. Six to nine hundred pound Holstein steers a dollar forty to a dollar eighty seven. Our next special feeder sale will be Friday, August twenty fifth. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at seven one five eight three five three one zero four. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Come on to add on to our markets. I've got Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford on the line. Said you're liking the weather this morning out there. Well, Joe, good morning to you. Yeah, very nice. Uh, very nice, comfortable morning, 59 degrees. A uh, uh, little, little bit of clouding up here, so I suppose we can maybe expect a little rain today. But uh, it certainly uh, gets some of this stuff done before, well, what are we going to have, 90 degrees from about, what, Friday, Saturday, all the way into next week. So I guess maybe probably a good idea if you want to move cattle, get them done uh, today and tomorrow before it gets real hot. So, But anyway, it's still Wisconsin. It's still summer, so we got a but it's I was listening to your crop report before, so that uh, the, rain, the rain last week kind of spruced everything up, but so we're thankful for that. So Absolutely. Get things pod setting and get the maturity going. Well, we better get to the markets. How about that? Sounds like a good plan. Jill, thank you, and good morning, everyone. A summary from uh, yesterday, Tuesday, here at Equity Stratford. And we'll start out with the organic market. that We sell organic cattle every Tuesday here in Stratford. High-yielding, uh, good-quality certified organic cows yesterday were selling from 149 to 159. Low-yielding organic cows, uh, 145 and below. Organic market bulls, they're selling from 145 to 152. Now to the uh, regular market auction. Uh, regular cows yesterday, I guess you're in the column. Uh, high-yielding, fleshy Holstein cows, uh, uh, first part of this week, are selling mostly from a dollar two to a dollar twenty-seven. Most of the cows so far this week are selling between eighty and a dollar. Thinner cows like carcass cows, seventy-five and below. On the uh, calf market so far this week, good quality replacement Holstein bull calves, mostly from one seventy-five to three seventy-five. 
Uh, on Monday, we did top up to 390 heifer calves this week, mostly from 75 to 140. Beef calves continue to be very strong uh, from 300 to 600, and they have topped so far this week at 650. And we're at the top of the week here already on Wednesday. We'll get underway this morning uh, around 1030. Uh, market auction today. We'll sell market cows, of course. Fed cattle also. Sheep, hog, and goats. Baby calves this morning. Our feeder cattle sale will be starting at 1230. And uh, we will have bread beef cows for that sale today if you folks are interested in those. And just keep in mind, our sale tomorrow will be starting at 11 o'clock, mark, full marketing day on Thursday. Just looking ahead a little bit here to the, uh, actually two weeks from today, Special feeder cattle sale here in Stratford. We do have a complete herd dispersal of uh, over 100 head of belted Galloway cows and the young stock. Uh, complete dispersal here. And uh, and some of these cows, of course, will have the calves at their side. So approximately 25 yearling steers and heifers also. So a complete dispersal. Again, put that on your calendar for two weeks from today here at Equity Stratford. And again, you can information on this is available on our website, Equity Co-op. Click on the Stratford page. So, Jill, we'll turn it back to you, and you enjoy the day. We'll be back here tomorrow morning, and uh, you enjoy the day. Absolutely. You as well. Thank you much. And that was Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford. We've got a few more chores to get through, and then we'll be looking one last look at our markets. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time for one final look at our markets. From the Chicago Board of Trade, corn for December is at four seventy nine, up three and a half cents. Oh, December oats four forty seven, up one and a half cents. November soybeans thirteen fourteen, up nine. December soybean meal three hundred eighty three dollars a ton, up two and a half dollars. December wheat three six thirty one, up seven and a half cents. And our country elevator prices: wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connersville locations. Four eighty three for the corn and twelve sixty four for soybeans. Golden plump in Arcadia, five seventeen for their corn. Baldwin, four thirty eight for the corn and twelve seventy four for soybeans. Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, four forty two for corn and twelve seventy four for soybeans. And Fall Creek, four thirty three for corn and twelve seventy twelve sixty four for soybeans. Osseo, four sixty three for corn and twelve seventy four for beans. Elk Mound four seventy nine and twelve sixty nine. Sparta four seventy three and thirteen forty five. Ellsworth four twenty two and twelve sixty four. Northside Elevator Loyal Location four ninety three and twelve seventy nine for their beans. Arcadia four ninety eight and twelve ninety six. At our ethanol plants, Boyceville four ninety two. Stanley four ninety seven for their Corn and New Richmond four eighty three for the corn. Rolling on over to our cheese markets. Barrels one eighty five up two and a half cents. Forty pound blocks two oh one and a half up two and a half cents. Gray double A butter two sixty nine and a quarter up a quarter. Class three milk futures August seventeen thirty three up six cents. September eighteen oh four up twenty one cents. October eighteen eleven up five cents. November eighteen seventeen no change from yesterday. December. 1814 up two cents and the mark that market is heading upward to the end of the year and then it's spiraling down as the year changes we'll take one last look at our weather today high of 87 and the wind is going to be picking up with rain likely late tonight temperature of 61 tomorrow 76 and breezy tomorrow night 50 
Friday, 83, mostly sunny. And then we're going to turn the heater on Saturday, 92 hot. Sunday, 91 hot and humid. Monday, Tuesday, 90 hot and humid. That's one last look at our weather here on Wax 104.5. I'm Jill Welke signing off with you. I That's what I have for our farm news and markets and our farm show for this morning. Remember, take care of yourself and take care of each other. And have a great day. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.